Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows, like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelant Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, it is uh, a beautiful October morning uh, over here in the States. It is uh, summer two, we're calling it, because it's still 80 degrees, 85 degrees, uh, and we are not getting that hoodie weather quite yet, which is a little disappointing. Uh, it's one of these early morning interviews. Uh, normally, I swap out the beer for coffee, but because it's a holiday for me, I'm still enjoying a nice ni- 9.30 a.m. beer. Um, this is Everything is Awesome. As I said, you can find us on Twitter at RealAwesomePod, Facebook.com slash RealAwesomePod. Give us a call at 267-223-4965 uh, or email us at awesome at CrudeHumorStudios.com. And of course, when you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave a review and rating if you don't mind. Five stars helps us out so much that more people listen to this show uh, and it just takes a second of your time. This week's guest uh, is such a trooper. Uh, I believe we've been working on scheduling for uh, well over a month and uh, he is a musician um, from uh, somewhere across the ponds. Uh, I, I, normally I do a little bit of research to even get that part and I, I actually did not. Uh, so, as you guys know, I go into these totally blind. Please welcome to the show, Stephen Vagorix. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Welcome to the show, Steve. Uh, it's a great honor to be on your show. Thank you. Not a problem. Uh, glad you could uh, make time to uh, to do it. I know it's... Uh, so, where exactly are you from? Because I know that we have... Uh, it's probably, what, about 3.30 your time? Yeah, it's about 3.30 p.m. right now. Um, so, so where are you? Because I'm, I'm in my morning hours in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, where about are you located? Yeah, I'm from Bratislava, Slovakia. Okay. Uh, and so, and you're a musician. Uh, do you want to get into, I like to get into the origin of, of people's things. So uh, where, where, when, uh, and what did... Um, did did in you know made you want to become a musician what 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 was that thing well uh i grew up on queen music so <laughs> it was one of my first inspirations my father is a musician too he works okay. at the slovakian philharmonic orchestra so okay. he was a great inspiration for me and i decided to try out and pursue my own music career by making my first debut album called Autumn's Fall. And uh, is that uh, recent or is that uh, when you, you know, a couple years ago when you first started out? Well, it's been released in 2015, but uh, it's just been today that the remaster came out, the 2017 okay. remaster. 
So it's quite a recent work. Now, um, I, I, I don't know... Uh, as an American, as a typical American, uh, I'm not, and, and I actually, this is probably more so not being a typical American. I'm just not a, a big music guy. I'm more of a talk radio. I like listening to sports talk radio. I like listening to podcasts, obviously. Um, and I'll listen to music like every now and then in the background. So uh, what's the, you know, and I don't know if you, you even know this, but what is, uh, like the major difference of, uh, you know, doing music where you're from. Is there is there any difference um, doing music out there versus what you hear that comes from the states or from or from England or something like that? Well, I think it's quite different because the audience is very different in Slovakia than in the US or in the UK. I mean, people in Slovakia are very difficult to impress, so you have to try out really hard. And they are usually not very keen on new music. And there are also much less opportunities in Slovakia than, uh, let's say, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would like to come to the U.K. or the U.S. to pursue my career further. Now, uh, I don't... I'm assuming you're more of a young guy. Uh, so did you grow up in like the digital age um, of music? Uh, I can remember playing with cassette tapes when I was a little okay. guy. But okay. I think more or less MP3s were quite new when I was about five years old around here. Okay. So I guess I was born... Uh, very near to the digital age, if not in the digital age. So, do you, does that make it any easier, uh, being that you're not from like a, a I guess a bigger, um, a bigger country that would have you know more opportunities? Does it make it easier uh, being able to to promote your stuff online and to just kind of distribute through iTunes and Spotify or any other digital means? Does it make it any easier? Uh, I wouldn't say so, really, because mainly uh, you still need to use the distribution services just like in the U.S., and there's the limitation. You can't really do a tour in Slovakia. Mm -hmm. You can only do these things, and I would really much appreciate a record deal from a record label, but it's very limited here in Slovakia when it comes to music opportunities, so... It's quite difficult, I would say. I wouldn't say it's easier. It's maybe even more difficult than in the U.S. or in the U.K. Uh, so when you're... Um, so, so is all your stuff kind of like in studio or do you get opportunities to go to, uh, you know, in, over here in, in, in the States and, and specifically in Philadelphia... Um, there's, you know, uh, there's, there's music venues that are very, uh, unsigned independent. Um, I'm, I, I like to call them, uh, you know, independent bands because, um, to me, they're just as good, if not better than a lot of your mainstream bands. Um, and there's just, some of them are unsigned by choice. Some of them are unsigned because 
they're local. Um, but regardless, they, you know, there's a lot, we have Philadelphia is a pretty good creative community. So there are some, um, venues that are just straight up music venues that, that cater to, to independent artists. There's also a lot of bars that will have like a band or two in for the night. Um, is there any opportunities like that? Yeah, there are a few bars in here in Bratislava, but it's quite difficult to book them because you have to use an external site such as Reverb Nation and their spots are quite limited for the new bands. So it's quite difficult to book the venues around here and the independent music scene, it's not very strong in Slovakia. Usually only have people who listen to drum and bass, electro, and maybe some mainstream artists. So uh, what what genre are, do you do um, in the music scene? Well, one of my main influences are bands like Coldplay, Radiohead, and The Beatles. So I would say it's like an alternative rock or adult contemporary. Okay. And is it so? Is it just you uh, doing all the different instruments, or is it you and a, and a couple guys? Uh, it's mainly just me. Sometimes I call out a guest to my recordings. For example, on the song "Wonderful Day," there is a saxophone solo by Nathaniel Madsen from the U.S. He did a great job, so I'm very proud of having him as a feature on that track. But uh, I do all the other instruments by myself, usually at home. So that's that's interesting. Is uh, I mean that has to, and again, you you have kind of grown up in this digital age, this social media, internet age. Uh, do you often um, look for collaborations outside of? Uh, your home country uh, because I, I would just imagine that from the sounds of it, it, it's, it would probably be easier to collaborate with somebody um, even if it's across, you know, the, you know, the computer and, and just shooting emails back and forth. Um, it would be easier to do that than, than finding someone local almost. Yes, it's quite easier, but sometimes the personal collaboration works out the best. For example, for my song called Sing for Paris, I did a collaboration with one of my friends called Ivana Jelinkova. She's a Slovakian too. So uh, it was a great experience and I would really recommend to the other artists as well to try out some collaborations uh, either with their friends or even some new people who are playing some interesting music and who can... Uh, develop an interesting record with you uh and you know because i have a couple musician friends and some of them you know they're they're part of a band some of them do uh you know like you they, they kind of are a one-man person um what's and you're doing it all from your home so you're, you're not in a traditional studio uh what are like the complications you run into as basically a one-man band uh, and you're also recording in uh, a home studio versus the comfort of you know a, an actual studio uh, well i can imagine that it's much easier to work with an actual producer music producer 
And one of the main complications you can encounter when you record at home is the audio latency. Because when you uh, create a backing track for your song, let's say that you record drums first, and then when you record a guitar over it, there is a latency going on, so the instrumental tracks are going out of sync. And this is a very harsh situation you can face at recording because it sounds like a band which hasn't rehearsed much. It sounds okay. broken. Yeah. Now, is is that something that through the magic of editing you, you can fix or do you have to re-record the whole thing, just the one part? Well, it depends on uh, whether you make mistakes or not. It's easily fixable by the editing tools but it's usually uh, that harsh that you have to re-record the entire track from the scratch because uh, when there is a huge latency going on it just doesn't let you finish the track so you have to re-record some parts mm -hmm. to make it sound right gotcha so it's it's uh, almost you're piecemealing it together not only from instrument to instrument but but within that same instrument you have to to piece it together yes it's to, basically to like a jigsaw puzzle okay okay uh so, so i know so for, uh, you know i as for me i'm not a musician but but something that i find um that's pretty common between uh all the musicians i've talked to in the past authors uh actors and whatnot is that um pretty early on in life is that it was the thing that you're doing was an escape um from whatever's going on in, in your in your life was that what it was like for you uh you know was it was performing music whether it was just for yourself or um for you know a, a local bar or you know i guess when you're when you're younger it would probably more be like a um like a I don't know for us we have a couple churches that do um, uh, that do music uh, events or community centers or stuff like that it was that like a like a release an escapism for you yeah I think that music is always a, some kind of an escape from reality because it's uh, recently I've heard the statement that everything you do out of joy is a kind of meditation I think it's an interesting thought. And it certainly applies to music because, you know, you have to use both of your hemispheres when you're playing. It's basically a relaxation for your brain when you play an instrument. So I guess that music performances and playing an instrument in general is always uh, some kind of escape from your current problems in reality. And... It just makes you a joyful experience to play an instrument. So I guess it's always an escape from reality. Now, do you, when you're sitting in your home studio having to record, uh, you know, three or four different instruments, does it does it feel like an escape or does it feel like a uh, just a big chaotic uh, mess? Uh, actually, usually both. <laughs> because... <laughs> You know, you can play however good you want, but there's always the computer thing 
the the software can crash very easily and you have to start over and then you have to fix those syncing issues i've mentioned earlier that audio latency there are a lot of obstacles when you do a home recording but it's easily manageable when you find some shortcuts to doing it so it's quite okay eventually but you have to learn it the hard way through experience now uh on top of all the instruments are you also doing the the vocals or do you collaborate with others for that side of it uh i do the vocals as well but like i mentioned earlier i have well actually it's just one track so far which has been a collaboration with my friend Ivana Jelinkova. And there's also an EP called Love and Time. It was a collaboration with one of my friends in Canada called Steven Estrada. So that EP is waiting to be released and it will be released yeah. quite soon. So, so and uh, just kind of moving a little bit off topic because uh, now I don't know, again, this is me being the, the ignorant American. Uh, I don't, I, I, like your English is pretty impeccable. Is, is that something that, um, was like, it, you know, your parents kind of had you learn English or is that something that you took on yourself or is that just kind of the, the school system out there? Uh, it's mainly the school system in Slovakia. Okay. You have to learn English as soon as, well, in the kindergarten, they are trying to uh. make you learn the English so it's quite easy to pick up some english when you live when you grow up in slovakia so that's it's quite easy yeah that's interesting because I, I i as i'm in i'm in my early 30s and just the idea of like we don't i didn't start i think it might be earlier now for for the next generation of kids but for me it was probably about uh, 12 years old is when like we we start like just sampling other languages and then, and then which, like, which language did you have to learn so uh, the way my school did it is in uh, sixth or seventh grade so so around that 11 12 13 year old range um, you are forced to take um, they break it up into three sections throughout the year, Spanish, French, and uh, German. And you do that for three, I think you do that for all three years, or maybe, maybe it's, you know, it was one year was French, one year was Spanish, one year was German. And then when you hit high school, junior high, ninth grade, um, they, you get to pick, you have to take a foreign language. So I ended up going Spanish, uh, because it just seemed like, you know, in the States, uh, and, and, and back when I was in high school, uh, my area was, was not, uh, you didn't see secondary language signs anywhere that, that were English and then secondary Spanish. But now in my, you know, in 2017, you're starting to see that even in, in Pennsylvania, which, um, for me is kind of abnormal because, you know, Florida and like Southern California and, and Texas and the Southern states or the Southern halves of states, um, have a lot of, Spanish or Latino um, uh, people there because they're coming from Cuba or Mexico or or wherever. Uh, but now, like we are in 2017, I think it's just 
unofficially the the Spanish seems to be like the second la- uh, second language uh, for our country. So that was the reason I took I took Spanish because it seemed like it would be pretty important. Um, but it, you know, it, it's not. In, for me, it's not. It's just not part of my day to day life. But I, it, it sounds like uh, other school systems in other countries are pretty. Because um, I know Germany is is another one that does it, but uh, they recognize that it's it's pretty important to pick up a second language, and, and it and it seems like it's always English. Because I guess you know there's there's us, there's the UK, there's there's Canada, uh, or at least parts of Canada, um, and it's always interesting because it, it, talking to people from other countries like yourself, because I never know what to expect, um, and it's. Uh, it's it, like I would say better than some people that I know that were born and raised in America. So, and do you like Spanish? I, uh, I wasted my opportunity. I, I, uh, with it, I took five years of it in, in a four year period mm-hmm. and, um, I should be pretty fluent in it, but I, I never backed, I never like followed through with it after, after high school. And, uh, I wouldn't say that I don't like it. I just don't, I'm, I, barely understand any other language except English. I can pick, I can pick up pieces, uh, of Spanish. Um, and, and by that, and by that token, because, um, like French has some similar similarities to Spanish and so does Italian. I, there's, there, there's key words I can pick up in those three languages. Um, but I, I want to, I guess I'm more neutral on, on it because it's not something that I personally need to, live my life or do my, my day-to-day job. Um, so, uh, I want to, now I have two kids. I hope that they don't squander those opportunities. And I don't, I mean, my son's in kindergarten now, he just started this year. So I, I, it doesn't sound like that's part of the, uh, the school year is learning a second language, but, um, I think that they started up earlier than, than they did with me. That sounds fine, actually. Yeah, it's it's well, do you I mean, obviously, because you're looking to um, come to either England uh, or or America, both have, you know, they both speak English. It's, it's just variations of one another. Uh, so I assume like it's 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 something that you are very, very grateful for that you that you learned at such an early age because you can you can go to, you know, Britain or you can go to, you know, New York or LA or wherever you wanted to, to try to, to pick up a, a music career out in the States and you'd be fine. Like you'd be able to like, do you struggle with any, um, anything in the English language? Uh, well, sometimes there are some words which I find hard to understand, but I usually, uh, can put together the pieces and, communicating English quite fluently at least that's how I view it and I also just attended the university which is also being taught in English so Mm -hmm. the English is quite easy for me it's becoming quite easy for me because I uh, meet with English on day-to-day basis so Mm -hmm. it's quite it's starting to be that, quite easy. Is that something that, um, like, your country just try? Like, is that like kind of like the unofficial second language is English? So, you know, it's just around you all the time. Yeah, I would say so because even when you turn on the television, 
most of the ads are in English, they are just Slovak subtitles. So uh, I'm not sure about the other cities around Slovakia, but at least in Bratislava, when you go to the city center, the, mm. you can hear English more often than the Slovaks. So. Yeah. Interesting. Um, is that, is that weird or, or I guess you just, you've been, you've been part of it for your entire life. So it's the norm. I guess it's the norm because, uh, well, it's weird for my parents and okay. for my siblings because they are older than me, but oh, okay. it's quite the norm for me because I've heard and I was being taught English since my kindergarten years. So okay. it's been quite norm for me so so you so you come from like a kind of the first generation of hey it's important to learn english uh so we're gonna start you out in kindergarten which again is nuts to me like i just i i look at my son who's in kindergarten and i can't imagine him even comprehending a second language yet well it, it was quite difficult those first courses because we were just little kids and uh, our parents had to pay for it, some amount oh, okay. of uh, a fee. But it turned out okay eventually, because at least it was easier to pick from the English in the elementary school. It was quite mm -hmm. easier to continue the studying of English. Um, I, but so before, because we're, we're, we're nearing the end of our, our scheduled time here, um, I want to shift it back to uh, music a little bit. Uh, so have you traveled at all? Um, like even within just your country, have you gone outside of your, your own city to, uh, to, to perform at all? Well, not yet because I still don't have a band. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I would really like to plan a tour in the next few years. I would really like to tour Europe, but I don't know if it's a real dream or if it's just an illusion of <laughs> that happening. Well, you know, and, and as uh, I mean, it's, it sounds like you're a pretty young person. And I think this is like the time, like the next few years, this is the time for you to... Um, like try to will it to happen, make it happen. Uh, live that, that musician on the road lifestyle where you're, you know, you're in your van or whatever. And, uh, because you can, you know, you can screw up and, and like, I'm 33 and I feel like I'm still at a point in my life. It's a little bit different cause I have kids, but you know, I feel like a 33 year old that doesn't have kids that they can take, you can still take a wild chance and, and, if it doesn't work out, you'll, you know, there's enough time to figure it out. There's enough time to, um, to, to make more money if you need to pay off, you know, some sort of debt that you, that you, you accrued to try to make your dream happen. Um, it's, and, and this is, uh, you know, I guess I, I come from a, a, a world of positivity. I'm, I don't, uh, I don't know if you know who Kevin Smith is. He's a filmmaker, did clerks, uh, chasing Amy dogma. Um, but he's a, he's like kind of an inspiration for me, uh, for, for just, uh, he's, he's a big old ball of uh, positivity and it's, you know, just go do it. Um, and it sounds like, 
Uh, you're almost there. Sounds like you're you're just a couple steps away from from getting to that point. Have you uh, considered? And and I don't know if this would work uh, necessarily, or you know where where you're at, but I think it would work. I know it would work in the states. I would imagine it would work in in the UK. Um, have you considered like acoustic, like doing acoustic versions of your songs so that you could your songs so that you could take them out more often than you do now? Yes, yeah, certainly, but I still have to find some venues which would mm-hmm. <clears throat> bring some opportunities for me. But definitely, this sounds like a great plan, and I would really like to make it happen. Uh, and if what's your your dream uh, your dream uh, tour? Is it is it? states is it europe is it uh somewhere else uh i would say that i would really like to tour around the u.s Mm -hmm. but europe would be also great there are some it's yeah yeah i wonder if it's uh because i don't know if because you are you know much closer to well okay again i'm just assuming because i i'm not looking at a map and i i don't know exact locations but uh i would imagine that you know you are closer to europe Uh, well is so is is your country part of europe or is it outside of europe it's a part of europe okay so so you are you are much closer you are in you're in europe uh so i i wonder if that cause for me like the idea and I, not that i would tour anything because i i'm not a musician and, and and or anything but like the idea of like taking a road trip that's you know i would like much rather try to figure out how to do it in europe than the states and i don't know if that's because i live in the states and and europe sounds so exotic um and, and maybe it's kind of the opposite for you. Like the States sounds exotic to you. Well, the States sound exotic because I'm really keen on the American culture, the mm-hmm. American uh, sightseeing. I would really like mm-hmm. to do all those things. But the thing is, the plane tickets are very expensive to the US. It costs around $1,000 just to uh. get a ticket. So we'll see whether it happens one day. But I would really like to go across the U.S. and tour some of the states, especially Philadelphia and New York and states oh, okay. like these. But Europe- so, so is that is there is there anything like what's the number one thing that you would want to see in the, in the United States? Probably the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> okay. That's I feel like that's a good that's a that's a, a go to for uh, a lot of people who are like first timers. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, you know what? That was the first time I went to New York. Um, I, and I never actually have gone to Ellis Island where, where the statue is. But the first time I, I ever went to New York, I was I, like driving there. I was on I was on the my eyes were looking off the bridges looking for the, the statue. And I, there's one of the stat one of the bridges you can see it from. So I've never gone there. I've seen it from afar, but I, I've never actually gone myself. Self. But even you know, I, I was I'd say that's about ten years ago when I the first time I went to New York, I was like, oh man, I would love to see the Statue of Liberty. Um, so I think even even for some Americans, that's a you know a, a big uh, you know touristy site. Um, and I'll tell you what, if you when you make your way, not if when you make your way to the United States, if you get an opportunity to stop in Philly, don't go anywhere. Don't if you're in New York, don't fall for their cheesesteaks. Their cheesesteaks are awful. When you come to Philly. 
make sure you go to to the center of Philly and get yourself a good old Philadelphia cheesesteak. You will uh, you'll be happy with uh, with that taste explosion. Well, thank you for the tip. <laughs> uh, all right, so before we let you go, um, go ahead and drop any kind of uh, promotional uh, things that you have, social media, where people can find your album. You know, you know the lay of the land. Yeah, well, my album is available on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, you name it, many of these digital outlets. It's been just today, the 9th of October, when the new 2017 remaster of my debut album came out called Autumn's Fall. And I'm also working on my second album called Memory Lane. So I'm really excited to let it release. And <laughs> I think that some of you may like it. It's quite an alternative genre of music. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. So. Hey, well, I'll tell you what. If, if 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 it's anything like what you described it to be, you know that alt rock scene. Um, I know that's that's huge in in Philly. Uh, the, the alt rock, the pot rock. Um, that's you know it's it's and and I imagine if it's huge in Philly, it's huge everywhere else as well. Uh, where where can people find you so that he they can stay up to date um, with when these things are releasing? Most of my uh, posts are on Twitter, but I'm also on Facebook and Reverb Nation also. All right, very cool. Uh, Steve, uh, thank you for doing the show. It was a pleasure. It was a great pleasure for me as well. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Steve, and we'll have links to all his social medias and, and where you can find his music in the show notes. Uh, check it out, uh, and if you like what you hear, make sure you buy it. Help, it. help get this kid to go on a European tour or on a United States tour. Get this. Get Steve to eat a cheesesteak. We need to make it happen. That's my goal as a Philadelphian is to get everyone to eat a, char- a cheesesteak once. Make sure you check out uh, everything is awesome on awesomepodcast.com. We are also part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Real Awesome Pod. You can find us uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere that you can get a podcast, you can find us. And it would be a huge help. We say it all the time. A huge help if you just go on to our iTunes page and uh, subscribe to it if that's where you listen to it. Leave a five-star review uh, so that we can get more people listening to this show. More people listen to this show means the more things that we can do, like live shows and uh, panel uh, and con appearances and stuff like that. Before we officially leave, here's Steven's song. Follow me off his Volume 2 album available now on Bandcamp. It happened quite long ago, right in the middle of night Back when it rained all day, the wind was blowing aloud A strange figure in black, long in the distance from here It turned out to be you Everyone around me thinks I'm going crazy But I can see you when I close my eyes You're looking right through me, you say Always knew me Holding up a little sign of yours That reads follow me Follow me 
for an answer But you were just standing still Speaking your words of wisdom That I just wish I could hear The storm was getting stronger And for a moment it seemed Like you were coming near Everyone around me Thinks I'm going crazy But it looks like you will never And thanks to Stephen for being on the show. For everything is awesome, I'm Kevin. You can find us on awesomepodcast.com and, of course, on the podcast network, Core Temp Arts at coretemparts.com. We've been awesome. Thank you for listening to the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. To listen to more Core Temp Arts shows, visit coretemparts.com.